goat show. Download the goat show. It ain't a parade float show. Not a clickbait blow. You came to hear it. You came to smell it. You came to taste it. Hello and welcome to episode number two of the Goat Show. I always want to say welcome back, but you know it's not really coming back from anywhere. We are here, just as promised on episode number one. You know that's the great thing about the Goat Show. Everybody wants to know what's the Goat Show? What's the Goat Show? What is it? It's spontaneity. That's what it is. And if you remember, if you're one of the lucky twenty-five that listened to episode number one, you'll remember that there was something unexpected that I talked about happen, and that was. Um, uh, I don't know what to say, I guess, I guess my life partner was out running some errands or witnessed some ruckus going on in the streets of the meth capital of the world, right here in Redtown, California. Uh, it was exciting, you know, I didn't know, like, what was the, uh, you know, extremeness of the violence or how bad it was later, I got the, you know, the... The secondhand report, but she is here to recount her best witness testimony as possible. <laughs> uh, everybody, uh, want a round of applause? Welcome Evie to the show. Evie, welcome to the Goat Show, the first ever guest on the Goat Show. Yay! Thank you. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> to the lucky twenty-five. Hello. <laughs> hello to the twenty-five. All right. So let's paint a picture. This was. Well, we recorded that in early July, so maybe it was in late June, maybe earlier. So, like, it was it was an afternoon. I think it was a Sunday afternoon. You were out running some errands. You were... I was picking something up from Best Buy. Right. I ordered something, which I can't remember what it was now. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Oh, maybe it was because I got my new cell phone. Was that what it was? I think so, maybe. So, like, how would you describe the part of town where you witnessed the assault? Like, like, what is it like? It's not, It wasn't a residential area, right? No, it's kind of like a, I guess, you would call it a boulevard, except this is such a small town that there really are no boulevards in this town. It's our, it's our big drive. It's the street that we have off the highway where all the hotels are located. But there's also a lot of restaurants and then our big stores that we have, like, Best Buy, Michaels, and whatever other store everybody can go into off the highway. So it's probably actually, like, appearance-wise, <laughs> it's probably one of the nicer parts of town here, wouldn't you say? Yeah. So, yeah. So you're driving along. Or were you, were you stopped at a light? No, I was. It's actually uh, along that drive. There's and To get into the parking lots for all of those stores, there's kind of, like, little side streets that you pull into, I guess, to avoid pulling in off the busy drive. Right. And uh, I had just driven into one of those little side streets, and I saw these two guys. They were, you know, they it was it was really. Oh, we do have to say it was really freaking hot that day. So a right. hundred plus, probably right. <laughs> probably probably like one hundred four at the lowest. So like these two guys were just walking. They had their backs to me, and they were walking away from me, and 
there was one guy that had a skateboard under his arm, another guy was walking next to a bike, and, like, they looked like they were pals, man. They were chatting with each other, and, like, you know, I was like, oh, cool, okay, those two guys are friends, whatever. All of a sudden, one guy, I think it was the guy on the left, just reached his arm out and punched the guy in the face out of nowhere. Like, would you say in the side of his face or, like, towards the front of his face? It was or? the side of his face. Yeah. But the guy didn't expect it at all. It was it was pretty crazy. Like, how old were these guys, you would say? Probably, like, early 20s? Later. Maybe. Maybe 30s. Yeah. So, out on a Sunday stroll. <laughs> you think there's any way maybe it was a lover's quarrel? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, I thought they were just normal Reddingites, but apparently they were local transients as usual. Yeah, we have a lot of local <laughs> transients, thanks to SB whatever it was, that dumps them off here from all the prisons. So, we have a lot of people kind of passing through. So, like, okay, like, they're walking along, like, whatever, skateboard and tow. The punch happens. <laughs> Is like kind of this kind of reminds me. Remember that NBC drama, The Slap, a couple years ago? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, there was, like there was a <laughs> show they made that was all about somebody slapping somebody at a kid's birthday party, wow. and then the whole show was like about oh, that. Oh, like you mean like an actual TV show? Yeah, oh. like an hour long drama. <laughs> I vaguely remember you making fun yeah. of that show. Yes. <laughs> well, like like they showed like the slap, like some adult slapped some other person's child. At a birthday party, like, in the face, and they showed it, like, over and over in the trailer, and, like, slow motion, the commercials, like, it was, like, this Pruder film, like, back <laughs> and to the left, the slap. So, like, I did, so this is how I'm kind of picturing this situation. So, like, he gets punched, he's not expecting it, and then, like, what happens then? So they just, the guy was totally shocked. He kind of stopped and was, and, like, I didn't... I initially didn't think, like, it was actually a real punch. Mm. But then, like, I saw the guy kind of pause, and he actually, like, grabbed his face. Like, like it was hurting him. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, And I was trying not to look in that direction because I was driving past them in the car. Mm. I didn't want them to see that I saw it because I was going to park in the parking lot right across the street. So I kind of turned my head away to, like, kind of be like, oh, like, I didn't want them to see that I saw it because I wasn't trying to have them not like I have a brand new car or anything but I wasn't trying to have them steal my car because that's the kind of town we live in and so I just it was just shock it wasn't actually it wasn't the first time I saw something funky like that but and not in that area either. right just down the street from that but that was it's just so strange to just kind of be like you know going about your business going to Best Buy and then just randomly seeing somebody get punched in the face yeah <laughs> Sounds like a sounds like a Mark Wahlberg type situation <laughs> from that movie. Oh uh, no, the, it sounds more like that movie with uh, Christian Bale where they're like living in the middle of that industrial town or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So why don't we get into a bonus round here? Like I said, this wasn't the first time you've seen some uh, violence or near violence in this particular area, which is shocking to me because i would think that'd be like one of the few places because like it's not really a lot of places for them to congregate there like weirdos to congregate i mean i guess you could hang out there and like beg or something but like you saw some shit there probably what about two years ago yeah i can't remember when it was but it was it's, a couple years ago. it seems recently because i still remember it bright as day it was so creepy so what happened that day? You, it was also a daylight type. So you would think all this it shit was. would be going down at night, but it <laughs> it happens in broad daylight. I guess they crawl back into their holes with their dope at the end of 
in the night in this town. Yeah, this the first time it would act, it actually was pretty shocking because it was bright daylight and like I was this time I was actually driving out of one of those side streets and like it was maybe literally a block or two down from my Best Buy experience. You're right. But uh, I was driving out of the street and I see this couple, a a guy and a a woman, and the woman is kind of like rush walking ahead of the guy. And I see this guy just kind of walking behind her and he is yelling at her, telling her, you stop, you stop. Like he was like just screaming at her and telling her, trying to get her to stop walking away from him. Mm. But she looked like she was scared for her life. And it made me scared for her and for myself. Cause that guy seemed so like, I just, it, he seemed like he just didn't care about his surroundings at all. Right. He, he was, he was like, he was more than willing to show the whole town, like, all his personal business. Yeah, and all well, literally, like, to him, nobody else was around. Even though it was, again, middle of the day, busy. Yeah. It probably was right after work, because I just, I think I was going to the bank to deposit my check or something. And, like, so there was a lot of people around. But, like, so this busy drive that we have, you know, the woman stopped at the crosswalk because she wanted to cross it. But this guy was, like, coming after her and telling, you stop, you stop, you better not go. And, like, she, like, pushed the button. You could tell she was, like, trying to make it go fast. But then all of a sudden she was like, forget this. She straight started walking across the street, like, when it was, like, busy traffic. And I saw her, she was walking diagonally across the street because that's how badly she wanted to get away. It wasn't enough to just cross the street. So... I saw her dodging all this traffic, and it was... I felt so scared for that lady, and I felt so bad for her, but, I mean, you could tell she was a little off-kilter herself, but... So this guy's like, what are you doing? You can't get away from me! And, like, I could hear him You scream. can't get away from me. And it was just... I don't know. It was traumatizing. I got home, and I was, like, so traumatized by that, and, like, I saw her once she crossed the street after dodging all these cars. She, like tried to like scurry off fast across the parking lot because the guy wasn't as willing to cross the street the way she was because apparently his life wasn't in danger so it just i don't know it was it was the weirdest thing i was really traumatized by that (laughs) yeah i don't know what it is about people here but they have no problem just putting their shit on full display or whatever you know yeah all right so that's that's i'm trying to remember if there's anything else that i seen the last couple of years but i really can't i mean just always like we saw a pretty good tweaker what was it friday <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah shaking on the side of the room yeah and like he had like a woman with him who i think like seemed like she was like trying to like, get something ready probably get, get some crack for him to smoke or something I think that gas station, because the, the, the woman that was crossing the street, yeah. she's walking towards a gas station. Wasn't that the one where, like, somebody went and burned, the, like, the sales clerk? Or was that a different one? No, it was it was another show, but it was uh, a different okay. part of town. Yeah, that was another thing. There was a... <laughs> this is, like... This sounds like something you would you see on, like, the TV show Gotham or something. <laughs> but there was just... Like, this is the level of weirdos we have in this supposed small, safe town, whatever. <laughs> Was like, I mean, it's really not a laughing matter, but the fact that this really happens is there was like a weirdo who came into a shell gas station, like with a can of gas, doused the uh, clerk with the gas and just lit them on fire. Like it wasn't even the commission of a robbery or anything as far as I know. Mm. Um, 
And yeah, just burn this per this person probably just making like ten bucks an hour at a gas station or whatever. Burn them up. It actually the you know they died right away from the burning. Uh, they caught this weirdo about a year later. They had a trial, and I mean they convicted him. I, 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 the, when I saw the report on the TV or whatever, I don't think there was a sentence yet. So I doubt he would get like death or whatever in California, but probably at least just life imprisonment. But yeah, like just weirdos, man. But like the background behind seeing those things like that, like when I first moved here, well, we did. It was about what. What are we going on? Five or six years now. <laughs> It'll be six years in September sometime. We were we were late September. We came and we were under the impression that like oh this was going to be a growing town and and the favorite quote was it was going to be a better quality of life and all this stuff and so I had no problem here, being here at first and I would go places by myself you know go to the store the market whatever store shopping whatever by myself and like over time like I kind of started seeing what the town was all about. And, like, I kind of started, like, I would start feeling scared. Like, I would go to stores and walk in the in the parking lot for the market. And, like, I started, like, holding my purse closer to me and kind of darting my eyes around, making sure nobody was around me because I was so scared someone was going to run at me or something. Because we had uh, somebody come to work and start telling us all this stuff that, I guess there's a common practice of people here breaking into cars for like five cents out of an ashtray or something. Yeah, literally <laughs> taking quarters out of an ashtray and shit. <laughs> so like I kind of got started getting creeped out here and like it started like shocking me because like I lived in LA all my life and I never once felt like my life was in danger in any way but like all of a sudden here we moved to this little small town and like I just didn't feel safe anywhere so... I started not going anywhere, but I didn't want to go anywhere by myself. So I started telling you, you know, like, okay, if we're if I'm gonna go somewhere, I need you to come with me. So like, yeah, I ended up having to drag you everywhere with me because I was just so afraid. I mean, like we lived in different parts of Los Angeles. I want to say probably I lived in a sketchier part than you did, yeah. but like, I mean, it was still like I don't know. And there was shit that would happen, like, around my apartment complex and stuff, like, out on the street more, but I don't know, like, it's just weird to go from a city of, like, what, 7.5 million people yeah. to a town of 200,000, and and there's, like, somehow there's, like, a bigger crime capita per population, yeah. like, you're actually in more danger, because, like, yeah, there's, like, less people overall, but there's more, <laughs> there's, like, a higher percentage of criminals, pretty fucked up. Yeah, and then, like, now I've gone and made the mistake of subscribing to, like, the Facebook page of the local police department. So right. now, like, on my feed, like, all this stuff pops up of, oh, these official reports. It looks like they literally copy and paste their official reports and they Probably. they post them up yeah. on the website. But, like, now I see, like, all these crazy things that's just, like, I probably shouldn't subscribe to it because it's going to make me more scared to be here. But there's a lot of drug busts and massage parlor busts and, like... These all these places like these hotels and these massage parlors and all this, yeah. they're located everywhere we go, like to the market and like they're in the common places that people go. It's not like they're hidden away in some like, you know, weird part of town. So it's yeah. like it. That's what makes it all the more weirder is just that this like skeevy stuff is happening like right where we frequent. You know, like that's actually something you just brought up. Some interesting where I think it'd be worth noting is um. Like, where we live, it's next to a pretty, well, a very major highway. 
So, like, you have, like, a, you know, and there's basically one, I mean, there's different exits, but there's one main exit that people generally get off and get gas, and there's a lot of hotels up the road, and, like, those are, like, the nicer hotels, but then, like, in downtown, which are just, like, the older from the 1940s, 1950s hotels, that's where all the weirdos go and, like, do all their drugs, and there's, like, actually a guy who went to jail who bought a hotel, like, one of those old (laughs) shitty run-down hotels. He actually bought the hotel so he could do crimes in there, like, allow crimes, and he got a cut of it, and, you know, the hookers and drugs and all this shit. So, like, the police and then other people... Like, the community were petitioning to, like, actually get this hotel shut down for good and all this. And, obviously, the cops, like, they're busting and doing all this shit. But, like, here's a question. Um, what do you think... Like, I kind of prefer that that those hotels stay open so that they're doing all those... Cr- and, I'm like, obviously, there's all kinds of bad things that are probably going to happen there. Like, people solve it. Probably hookers beat up. Probably weird people raping. Like, whatever... But, like, just in general, it's, like, they're either going to be doing those crimes out on the street or they're going to be doing them behind closed doors at a hotel. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, for one, I think to say there's probably two main parts of this town. Ours, the the side that we live on is, like, the newer part. And then there's, like, the older part that's the downtown area that's kind of, like, I guess you would call Old Town Reading or whatever. Like, that's where all the original town was built and all that. Well, these hotels are, like, where those all that stuff happens and we don't live there. So I guess I would say, yes, I am glad that they exist there because then they're away from us. But, um, I don't know. I really don't know how to fix that problem. If there, if that story is true about how they come and they dump all the prisoners and stuff from the local prisons or whatever here, like, yeah, I don't really think that there's a way that you would be able to stop, stop it. Cause if you're not going to rehab those people, like a criminal is going to be a criminal, they're going to be deviant, you know? And it's like, how do you stop that? You're just dumping a deviant person into more than likely a part of town where all the deviant stuff is happening. So it's like, yeah. they're never going to stop, you know? Well, I mean, the thing is, if a person was just out of prison, like, I think they, the article I read, like, they get out with, like, 200 bucks or something. That's yeah. it's not a whole lot to start your life with, you know what I mean? Like, in, unless they had some type of bank account before they went in and the money was just sitting there. But, like... Yeah. So they're they're going to be looking for jobs. They're probably going to get low paying jobs, even though the minimum wage here is pretty decent. But they're they're probably going to get low minimum like minimum wage type jobs and not have a whole lot of money off it. So like they're going to have to live in a sleazy hotel, like no matter what, where yeah. crimes are going on. So, and I, I would assume a lot of those people are on probation or something or parole or whatever, right? So like, oh yeah. They have to have, like, an assigned address of where they're going to yeah. be and all well, that the, stuff. The, yeah, that's the kind of the reason why they're being dumped here. Yeah. Is because, like, basically they want, like, the local... Like, basically the idea is that, like, the parole officers is the reason they're dumping here. Because they want, like, like California wants all the, like, to use up every little resource. Because, like, like, they're paying all these parole officers. Like, obviously, there's a lot of probably hometown criminals here. Yeah. But they figure, like, let's really work these fuckers and put more, you know, prisoners where all the parole officers are. So <laughs> yeah. instead of, like, the prisoner going to where they want to go and having parole officers, it's like, oh, here you go. You got And they got no money, usually, probably 90% of the time. Yeah. So, like, they just have to go to the area where the parole officer is. And, you know, I don't know a lot about being on parole, per se, but, like, I would think... Like, I know definitely it's it's probably hard to leave the state because they want to monitor you, like, yeah. and all that shit. So, you you probably are for however long you're on parole. You probably just want to stay in the one place. And if you don't have, like, any career type, you know, 
aspirations. You just work all the shitty jobs. And yeah. Stay in one place. But I don't know. It's pretty weird. So that's it for Crime Watch 2017. <laughs> well, I could sit here and read through the Facebook page and read you everything that happens. Yeah. We might have to do that on future episodes. Just come in and... Flip through all the yeah, crazy stories. The daily thing, yeah. Oh, and there was that other one too, just as the last one. That one time that I was looking and there was that video, they posted the surveillance video at a Marie Callender's, another common place that everybody goes. <laughs> where it was calendars. like, the lady was going in to work at like, I don't know, 4 or 5 a.m. or whatever. And this dude just like walked up to her car with a gun and pointed it at her and told her, yeah. get out of the car. <laughs> And, like, that really creeped me out, too, because it was, like, I mean, again, like, if I were to go somewhere by myself, like, I ain't trying to have some dude, like, come and pointing his gun at me through the window, you know? I mean, yeah. I carry a knife with me, and it's not because I started living here. I just always carried one, but it's, like, I don't know. I just don't ever want to be in that situation because it's so messed up. It's just, I don't know. It's just so messed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really feel for those people that are, uh, especially in this town, like, I would probably feel safer, like, working a job in, like, even L.A. Well, I did work overnight jobs and stuff, but there was, like, other people around. It wasn't, like, I was by myself somewhere. But I would feel safer working, like, a weird hours, you know, overnight job in L.A. than I would here. Because I yeah. feel like you would get all the, the crazy people, kind of, you know. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, like, I lived in L.A. all my life and never... Did I ever go like walk anywhere, go to the market by myself anywhere, and ever feel like I needed to be clutching my purse closer to me, or like somebody was gonna run up on me and all that? And that's even with the experience of my mom having that happen to her, like when yeah. I was younger. Like I, I remember it happened one time. Some guy just came, ran up on her, and snatched her purse. And mm. that was like, well, I mean, we didn't live in a, in the greatest part of town at that time, but like. Even with that happening, like, I, even as I grew up, it's not, like, that traumatized me the rest of my life, so I never felt unsafe, but, like, just living here for a few years, I'm, like, <laughs> I just, I just don't like going anywhere by myself, and I feel weird saying that, because I feel like some weird, like, paranoid, you know, I don't know, woman or something, but I'm, like, I just can't help it, you know, it's, like, the crime is real here, it's not a joke. <laughs> well, no, that, but, like, I feel like what, it, like, what I told somebody at work was, like, when I was in L.A., like, you would see homeless people, you see transients, you see whatever, like, or, or like, even, like, gang-type people, like, you would see them, but you wouldn't see them every single time you went out, you yeah. wouldn't see them every single place you went, like, here, it's, like, fuck, it's, like, how many times are you just in a parking lot, like, taking your groceries or taking someplace, like, whatever you're doing, or, like, getting in the car, like, after a movie or something like that, and just, like, some fucking, like, weirdo, and, they, and you can always spot them because they all have backpacks, because they all live out of their fucking backpacks, like, just comes, like, literally out of the bushes sometimes. That reminds me, I did have that experience. Yeah. I was sitting in a parking lot at Popeye's, <laughs> another common place, and... I was, I just came out of the restaurant with food. I got food to go. I had a giant bag with me of food. And this guy was like coming into the parking lot next door to the, where I was. And he was kind of casually walking at first. I saw him as I was like walking right out of the doors. But as I got closer to my car, all of a sudden he felt the need to start rushing a little bit, kind of walking a little bit faster. And oh, all of a sudden he wanted to coincidentally come into the parking lot through the bushes right where my car was. And I was just like, at that moment, I, I think I probably was scared for my life because it literally looked like he was coming right at me and like fast. So I was like, 
doing whatever I could to shuffle the, the bag around in my hand to like try and reach into my purse in case I needed to pull out my knife. But like that again, that was just another scary situation in a common place. I just yeah, and it's pretty deserted behind there. Like the road yeah. right there is not real busy. And like I said, like I, it makes me feel weird, like I'm paranoid or something. But when something like that actually happens, where yeah. it looks creepy, then I'm like, okay, I'm not crazy. <laughs> well, not only that, but like let's say, because they always say about this shit is like being alert, like deters them from attacking you type thing. Yeah. Like if they see you, like. Like, a lot of times, like, people who do shit like this, they're not always exactly zeroed in, like, like, I'm gonna do this right now. Like, they're just always, like, in their mind, they're always open for the opportunity, you know? And it's like, because, like, that's what I learned working at uh, Toys R Us and Best Buy, because we would have a lot of crime either happen in the stores or, like, right outside. Mm. Like, Best Buy, we had, like, um, like, some lady... Like, like there was just pretty much just weirdos because that parking lot was so busy. They would wait till like, somebody was, like, loading up their car with shit. Yeah. And, like, do you, is there, like, a rumbling noise? Do you hear that? Yeah, I did hear it. Yeah, it's weird. But anyway, like, yeah, they would just would wait for, like, some lady or something just to put her purse, like, either, like, on the curb or on the top of their car while they're, like, loading shit in and just snatch that shit and walk away real quick and, like... You know, somebody, like, grabs your purse real quick, and then they're just, like, walking in between cars and shit. Like, you lose them pretty quick, you know? Yeah. And it's just, like, and, like, you know, like, that, like that's what those people are looking for. They're looking for somebody who's just, like, going about their business, unaware. Not, mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of times, even though it's scary, a lot of times if you see somebody like that, whatever, coming, probably the best thing to do is, like, look at them and acknowledge them. And then, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, because I generally walk around with sunglasses on, so they can never tell which way I'm looking. And I have made it a habit, even down in L.A., just out of everybody kind of giving you tips. Women, how to keep women safe when you're by yourself and all this stuff. Um, when you're holding your keys in your hand, to actually ha- hold the key sticking out. So, like, in mm. case somebody comes at you, you can, like, stab somebody. Stab yeah. So, I kind of already have made a habit of that. But it just, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I wish I didn't have to deal with that. It's sad. Like, it just... Yeah, like, a lot of times when I was, like, in sketchy places, uh, like, walking to my car or whatever, I would, like, have my car keys in my hand and, like, put them in between, like, a couple of keys in between my fingers like yeah. that. Because if you punch somebody like that, it's going to fuck them up. Mm-hmm. It's going to put holes in their face. I'm going to have no problem doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, we're going to wrap up this topic from now. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to check this recorder, make sure everything's working okay on it. And then we'll come back and we'll we'll talk about some Transformers and a couple other little minor things before we get out of here. So you are listening to The Goat Show. We'll be back in a second. back from our little break here everything seems to be okay when we recorded the first chunk of the show um before we continue the review of the transformer series uh let's talk about something fun i need to talk about something fun after we talk about all that crime and despair <laughs> of redding california um we're trying to debate i don't know if you guys could hear it while recording the rumbling so it's because this place never this place is like a desert in the summer it never mm-hmm. rains it sounds like there's thunder outside, but you can never tell in this hick town 
because everybody drives a semi just to go to work. Um, pick their kids up from school in a freaking semi. But uh, yeah, we're trying to. It's like, is that a, like a hillbilly truck rumbling outside, or is it actually thunder? Be I'm thinking it's like a delivery truck, maybe like a UPS truck or something. But it's Sunday, so. No. That's the only thing that makes me think. But then again, I have seen thunder here without any lightning and out without any rain, so you never know, really. Yeah. Yeah. And it has been kind of overcast the last couple days. Like it seems like it's gonna rain. Yeah. Even though it's hell mouth degrees. Yeah. So anyway, like sometimes we do a segment on here called customer service where we talk about <laughs> poor customer service experiences. I don't, I don't really have anything to come to mind, so I figured we would do something more <laughs> on the opposite end of the spectrum and do a review mm-hmm. of a place, like so because I know we okay. had a we had a good positive time at this place. Okay. So I want to talk about one of your favorite subjects, ice cream. Oh yes. Let's talk about. <laughs> Uh, we took a trip to Sacramento, California, and we. And if anybody ever goes to Sacramento, <laughs> California, you're there for more than a day or so, or like you have a little time, I highly suggest you check check out. Uh, was it Leatherby's Family Creamery? Yep. Yeah. Let's talk about this place. Like, first of all, like, what was your first impression when we went? Because like the time, the what was it like around eight o'clock or something? We went to like a movie theater that, of course, because it was shitty Cinerash. <laughs> Cinemark Theater, everything was all sold out because they believe in having four seats per theater. But so we're like, oh, let's have something else instead, you know, do something else fun. So we went to Leather Beast Family Creamery. What did you think, like, when we first pulled up and there was like a million people there? Or it seemed like there was a million people there. <laughs> I swear it was like, no joke, I was in Riverdale at Pops like chocolate shop or whatever yeah. it's called. Like, it seriously felt like old timey like that. It, even when we went inside, it was like, Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just felt right to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it was, like, in the corner of a strip mall, but it was, like, really, like, big place. It was, like, like a long, deep kind of, like, store, like, much bigger. Yeah, it was. It could have been, like, a full restaurant at one point. But, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming it's been there ever since it opened. Like, there like, was nothing else there. Yeah, because, like, basically, like, when you walk in, there's a couple different doors. You can walk in. It's so big. Is there's like a takeaway counter if you just want to order some ice cream and take it away. Yeah. There's like a back parlor where it's like a, you can look through a window and actually watch them make some ice cream sometimes, I guess, probably yeah. during the day. And then there was like a restaurant part, like a typical restaurant part, which I would say was kind of like in you know, an old 50s steak and shake type style. Yeah. And they had booths and tables, just yeah. like an old timey place and like... They had other food there, too, but, like, seriously, I think everybody we saw that came in, they had ice cream on their table. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was, like, nobody really there for the food. Yeah, you could get food, and so, and the food looked good that was on the menu, but we had already ate, like, maybe, like, a couple hours earlier, so we weren't looking to really eat dinner, dinner. We just came for ice cream, and I would say that's what probably that I saw. I only saw maybe two tables that had the food, the regular food on it. Everybody yeah. else was just there to order. Big, like, it's, it's like people go there just to eat dessert, pretty much. Yeah, and it was actually pretty cool, because, like, when we were there, like, I had pointed out how cool it was that, like, I remember when we were, when, not, when we, like, you were with me, but I remember mm. back when I was in uh, middle school, there was, like, this little restaurant that kind of all the kids would go there, because you know, we only had so much money, but we would all go, and, like, the thing to get was fries in a bag. Mm. And, like, we would get that and just you just kind of, like, squeeze a bunch of ketchup in it. And, like, you know, that was just the thing we did. And, like, 
you know, we'd go there and we'd hang. There's the rumble again. Yeah, no. Kate, I don't know if the the <laughs> listeners. They're probably like, what are these crazy bastards talking about? <laughs> we'd go and like, you know, that was just the thing we did, and it there were there were some girls there at the at the ice cream shop that they just got some fries and like yeah. they were just there, and then they were one of the <laughs> one of the workers there too was like kind of he wasn't that young probably in his early twenties but the girls looked like they were kind of maybe you know seniors in high school or something mm. but like they were like being flirting with the you know the worker guy there and it was mm. just so like I don't know I felt. Like, it was the coolest thing because it looked innocent, you know? It wasn't yeah. like the girls weren't dressed all slutty and all this stuff. Like, they were just normal little teenage girls and, like, kind of flirting with the cute ice cream guy or whatever. And, like, the guy was, like, flirting back, too. And it was just, you know, it just reminded me so much of when I was younger when days were more innocent. Social media hadn't taken over so all the little girls can be naked everywhere. But I don't know. Like, it just felt really good being there. I really liked it. It was, I mean... I mean, I think we have to preface this conversation with saying that that question that everybody says, what is your most favorite food in the entire world? Mm. Well, my number one answer is ice cream. Oh. So, like, I was in heaven there anyways as it was, but it was just even more so that, like, just seeing that environment where there were, you know, it was family-friendly, but not in, anno- in an annoying way where there were, like, screaming kids and all this stuff, and then there were also, you know, young kids there hanging out, just having fun. Like, it was really cool. I really liked it. Yeah, it was uh, reminding me more of, like, I mean, besides, obviously, the, the decor and everything, the way the place was made up, was meant to be old-timey, but just, like, the actual function of, like, what the place was, it seemed like a social place for, like, that neighborhood or whatever, and, like, you know, yeah. everybody local, you know, it's like, this is a place, kind of like back in Cincinnati, like, greeters, kind of, but yeah. even even more, maybe it was because it was summertime, too, maybe that's why yeah. there were so many kids there or whatever, Yeah. but it really did, I did see, like, so many people coming there being social and just, yeah. like, you know, like, everybody, like, nobody was really, like, in a rush, everybody was, like, which is rare nowadays, like, it seemed like everybody was really, like, just taking their time or whatever. Just chilling, like, they were just hanging yeah. out, it was really cool. Because, like, I saw, I literally saw a guy have, like, a ten-minute conversation with just, like, the guy that was, like, running the register or whatever, like, when I was, like, waiting to pay, I kept waiting and waiting, because <laughs> this guy just wanted, he kept talking and talking to the guy, like, everybody. And, like, 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 uh, behind me, there was just, like, some kind of, like, borderline gangster guys, you know, like, with t-shirts and basketball shorts on and shit, just, just, like, tough guys with braided hair and shit, and they were just sitting there eating, like, ice cream <laughs> like sundays. <a> <laughs> yeah, just, like, you know, it was really, you know, like, like, you know, I feel like kind of that's what, you know, well, we miss out on a lot of shit here in the meth capital of the world, but, like, <laughs> I feel like, like, you would think stuff like that would exist here. Not in a bigger city like Sacramento, you know what I mean? Well, there was a Leatherbees here when right. we first moved here. You got to go to it one time. I actually went to it, and that one wasn't as old-timey looking, but yeah. it was, I still really appreciated that it was there because you could really tell that they set it up for kids to go there and hang out instead of, you know, go and get into trouble somewhere. Because yeah. they had like so a... they go to the motels. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> come eat an ice cream instead of like selling your ass because the, the place was in downtown the ice cream right. shop so yeah basically it was almost like a youth hostel <laughs> <laughs> no it wasn't like that it was cool because they actually had like a little area where like there was a um like an air hockey table and, like 
video games and stuff like that. You could tell that they really wanted to, you know, make it a social center. Yeah, for yeah. like them, for young kids to just come and hang out and obviously buy stuff. <laughs> but all these dumb hicks here, they rejected that, didn't they? Yeah, they closed it down, and I was like really surprised because it seemed like that place had been there for a while. Yeah, and yeah. I think it was something else, another ice cream shop before that too. Yeah, I had read about it, and yeah, you're like, I, it's been a while since it, but it, when you brought it up. Because, like, you went there and it closed down. And there was years before you really told me the story of it. And then I got yeah. curious. And, I, yeah, you're right. It was a couple different chains or things or whatever. And there was just... I, For what I remember about the article, was some bullshit about the rent being too high and business yeah. being too slow. And people just stopped coming downtown, which probably for obvious reasons. Like, there are still a couple, like Kobe and stuff. There's, like, some restaurants that do really well downtown but i think families in general are looking to avoid downtown <laughs> with reason yeah but um they what's weird about this ice cream shop closing down here in our town is that recently within the what, last year or so uh, in the next town over this new crazy and wild cr ice cream shop yeah. is open where they do crazy stuff like they fill the cup with ice cream and then they stick a donut on top of it and then yeah. they pile on more ice cream on top of it or some yeah it's like ice cream filled donuts and weird shit. thing or whatever and i mean i don't know if they're making money good for them i guess but like yeah. i don't know when it comes to ice cream i don't need all that gimmicky stuff so let's good ice cream let's talk about what we got that day <laughs> Let, yeah, let's talk about the insanity of leather bees <laughs> ice cream and and, and and once we saw really kind of what they give you i i see why people were coming there just for a meal of ice cream yeah so yeah so while we were sitting there like we ordered our stuff like ordered a milkshake you ordered like a couple different scoops like different flavors and well like come. we were looking at the menu and like i mean seriously reading all the stuff that was on there it was just nobody could eat that stuff like logically like, yeah it was insane like they had i don't i can't even remember any of the stuff because it was so wacky like yeah it was just like they had everything named after what seemed like family members because it was yeah. literally a family business so like so it was like like i i what did i i got like a like molly's milkshake or yeah, something, something like that like yeah. that and like I just kind of was like, well, for me, in order to judge an ice cream place and make an opinion about it, I just need to have their straight ice cream, and yeah. then I'll go from there if I ever go, well, if I, I will go back to that place, but, you know, if, it, if, and going to any place, if I go back, I'll try everything else wacky, but this time, I just wanted straight ice cream, I wanted to see what it was like, so I asked if I could just have a dish with three different flavors, and I got mm. the rainbow sherbet, mm -hmm. which is how they spell it in the menu. I always wonder about that word. Yeah, sherbet? I, it was always sherbet when I was little. Yeah, I always thought it was sherbet, too. Anyways, so there's that, and then I got chocolate and strawberry. and Because strawberry is kind of like my, my go-to flavor. That's my favorite fruit flavor. And then... There's, you know, the milky flavors. I have a whole psychology behind my behind my ice cream, my love for ice cream. So there's the fruit flavors, the kind of milky flavors that consist of, like, you know, vanilla, chocolate, and whatever, caramel, whatever else there is. And then there's the non-dairy stuff. So that's why right. I got those three flavors. And we were kind of watching the people make all of the orders and stuff and... 
we were seeing people's orders get put together and we were like, oh my God, who's going to eat that? Because it was just so insane. Piles and piles of shit. The things that were coming out of that counter were crazy. So like, they start putting one together and we're watching and we're like, oh my gosh. I'm sitting there like, who's going to eat that? And then sure enough, I see them, we see them making a milkshake too and it's green because, you know, what you ordered. Uh, So I, I, yeah, I said to you, I think that's ours. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it was because they was making your ice cream first. And um, yeah, it was just piles and piles and different things. Just nonstop thunder. It's crazy here. I think it is thunder, actually. It's weird. Yeah. But uh, so once we saw them put down, what was your shake? Yeah, it was Molly's. What was your flavor? It was mint chocolate chip. Yep. So it was green. So as soon as I saw them put that green glass there, I was like, oh my gosh, this is ours. So sure enough, they bring it over. I don't even know how high this thing was. (laughs) It was so tall. It was like one of the old timey, like kind of Sunday cups or something. Like Like glass. Sunday glasses. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, like you ordered a scoop of each of three different flavors. So you technically yeah. ordered three scoops of ice cream. Right. But, <laughs> like, your thing was layered. Like, there was some sherbet in the bottom. Yeah. There was, like, like, you basically got six scoops of ice yeah. cream. Like, they pretty much gave you two of each. Yeah, because they filled the actual glass with the three flavors. And right. then on top of that, they piled another, I don't know. I don't know. Was it one scoop each on top? Because I swear it I seemed like so. mounds. It looked more. like some scoops were maybe bigger than others. But. Yeah. And it was like all like held together and where like you had to just start eating right away. Yeah. But it was awesome. I with, <coughs> with your help, I I was able to finish it in that one sitting actually. That was shocking. Yeah. I didn't I for sure thought oh, I wasn't was, gonna finish it. I felt it. like my stomach was gonna explode because <laughs> like mine they gave me like in the you know the tall old timey milkshake glass, and then also they give you like the um, the metal cup that yeah. they make it in with the quote unquote leftovers. Yeah. Which usually, generally, when you get the leftovers, it's like maybe a third of your milkshake. <laughs> yeah. This was like there was literally in the leftover cup. There was a whole nother milkshake <laughs> in there, so I basically got two milkshakes. <laughs> and then I was asking you to help me yeah. eat mine. <laughs> Well, I mean, obviously, you, you probably couldn't have ate all that. And it, ice cream's ice cream. You can't, like, take it with you. Right. You know, we were on a trip in a hotel. Where, like, you couldn't just take it with you. Like, you know. But, um, but yeah, just, like, and it, I mean, obviously, not only to help you eat the amount of it was, but, like, you kind of had to eat it fast. or it, Like, it wasn't mulling super fast, but it was piled so big that if, like, it would have, it, it probably could have just slid off. Like, the whole mountain of ice cream could have, like, yeah. collapsed and slid off. So I kind of had to like, like I was working, you were like eating off the front side of it and be, like the way my chair was to yours, I was kind of off your side and I was yeah. like, scoot, like, and then we were like taking off and like, like shaping it so it would hold together, you know? Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I do have to, I do have to admit that <clears throat> given my genealogy, uh, I'm lactose intolerant and mm-hmm. that's like uh, a common trait of indians american indians but i just can't it's i have like a mild version of it i guess i i can eat ice cream and i can eat cheese but i cannot drink milk for the life of me so 
the fact that I, like, that thing was just so giant, and I was like, oh my, like, I was seriously worried for myself, because I was like, I think I'm actually going to get sick with this, because yeah. <laughs> it was so much, but. It was, it was a huge dose. I think it helped that I got the non-dairy flavor with it, because yeah. it wasn't all milk, you know. Yeah, so. it was only two-thirds milk. Yeah, but that was, I was actually pretty impressed that I was able to finish it myself, but that place was awesome, from the experience to the food. I think the only probably weird thing about it was it had that smelly rag smell. Like, yeah, like mildew. Because you yeah. know the place is completely gooey. Every table, every seat. Like <laughs> yeah. everybody's just dripping. Especially kids are probably dripping nice. So like, yeah. they're constantly wiping out those old like mildewy rags. Dirty and rags, shit. Yeah. yeah. But like, honestly, we've been, we recently went to another place here in town that smelled like Ten times worse than that, so... Are you talking about the Chinese buffet? Yes. Yeah, with the piss-stained carpet. Oh my god, that was so nasty. But, like, I mean, again, I was in my place of heaven in ice cream, and yeah. it kind of reminded me of, like, those old 50s diners, so... Yeah, it was very cool. It had a lot of, yeah, you know... I was able to overcome the weird smell. <laughs> yeah, it was good. And then there was a... <laughs> Remember, like, like, I, well, I guess technically in front of us, but maybe behind us, like the table full of people that those kids. Oh yeah. And they went and bought those like giant bouncy balls, and they were trying to like bounce them all over the restaurant. And what happened to that little girl? She like went to chase her ball, and she fell. No, she was like, I guess she was trying to sit down in her chair. Right. And somehow she just fell, like, back. She yeah. fell backwards and, like, right onto her ass. And, yeah. like, I felt so bad for her because I saw it happen. Like, yeah. she fell hard. Was it like she was, like, tilting back in the t- chair? No. Like, she was going, like, she was trying to get into the chair from the side. And, like, you know, the chair was scooted into the table a little bit. So she was just trying to fit herself yeah. in. But she was going in back first. Yeah. Instead of going in, you know, one leg at a time or whatever. It's kind of like she just plopped down, but the chair wasn't fully there <laughs> yeah, or, or something. something. I don't know. Like, yeah. it was so weird. But, like, she was so embarrassed after that. Like She's already crying, and the mom was, like, grabbing her and hugging her. And yeah, stuff. but I think she was crying more out of embarrassment than pain. Because, like... Well, no, yeah, she was definitely out of embarrassment. Because she was, yeah. like, okay. Yeah. And then it was, like... Was. It's a, but it wasn't like everybody turned around. Like, the place was so busy and kind of noisy. It wasn't like everybody turned around and was like, what happened? Yeah, nobody noticed. They were yeah. too busy and digging into their mounds of ice cream. But, yeah, yeah, I felt bad for her because yeah, it looked bad. <laughs> yeah, I actually had that happen, but it was my fault, really. Uh, we was at Uno's in Cincinnati, which I don't think it's... I'm pretty sure it's not there anymore. But there's this pizza place called Uno's. It was really awesome. And, like... It was real nice uh, up in Clifton. It was real nice. It had, like, like everything, like, all the floors were wood and stuff. Mm. And, like, the chairs were, like, wood chairs. So, like, I was there eating with my mom and dad. And, like, I was, like, leaning back in the chair, leaning. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah, I think you told me about yeah. that before. And it was just, like, it was, like, a wooden chair on a wooden floor, so it was slippery. Yeah. And eventually I fell backwards. Yeah. And then, like, I, I did this at this restaurant all the time. I would lean back like that, and I finally fell, and... I was fine, like, uh, like I really wasn't even that embarrassed, and, but it really was, like, a thing of everybody turned around, and, like, uh. whatever, but, I mean, it wasn't super crowded or anything, but I just, I just got up, whatever, and the waitress came over, asked me if I was right, and, like, I was just lucky that I, like, didn't hit my head or anything, yeah. but, yeah, but I was kind of like, well, and just, like, I don't know. I can't even remember when she came back to the table or anything, I was, 
I was already... I think the mom had to, like, take her out of the restaurant. Yeah, yeah she, like, wanted to, up. like, walk out or something just to calm down or whatever. Yeah. But by that time came, I was already drunk on my ice cream, so... Yeah, I didn't give a shit. Yeah, I was, I was into my own world. I was kind of glad that that happened. I mean, like, whatever. I was kind of glad that that happened because then it quieted that table down yeah, a bit. It so. did. <laughs> the other kids that were with yeah. them, I think, kind of were like, oh, I better calm down now. <laughs> something yeah. embarrassing might happen. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I definitely give Leatherbees Family Cream, or at least the one we went to. Yeah, you know, I'll give it a strong recommend to people. Yeah, I think there's three or four other shops like throughout Central California. Yeah, I can't remember where they were, but I was surprised. I was surprised that they were so populated there in Central California, and that there was one here in Northern California. That was, I didn't realize that it was like a kind of chain. (laughs) Yeah. It was strange. And then I guess there's something called, like, a. don't know if it's like they have their own stores, but I know, like, there used to be a Baskin-Robbins here, but they, like, Mm -hmm. they got rid of the Baskin-Robbins franchise, and they started selling something called Gunther's Ice Cream from Sacramento, so I'm not sure if Gunther's is a chain down there, too, or if it's just a like a store. Where do you see brand. that at? You know where we always rent the car at? Oh, that's what that place is called? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's not called that. It's called, I don't know what it's called. Something ice Fakey cream. Fakey Baskin Robbins. Yeah. Because <laughs> they still use the They still use the colors, everything. yeah. I went to that once when I first moved here. I went there once. I, you know, I was like, where's the Baskin Robbins? Yeah. I found it. I got a, I actually got a, believe it or not, I actually got a mint chocolate chip uh, milkshake Math, there. really? That was the one time I went and then it was like different, but I, I would reread all the Yelp reviews of all these places before we go. Yeah. And everybody says it's Gunther's. And some people say it's really good. Some mm. people say it's overpriced. Some people say the ice cream is, like, actually stale or Ooh. something. So, I don't know. Well, because nobody knows it's there, probably. <laughs> it probably is stale. But, I mean, it's it's been a, you know, I mean, I don't know how long it's Baskin-Robbins, but it's been that, you know. Yeah. Probably for a few years now. It's been an ice cream place for at least six years that I know, probably longer. Yeah. <laughs> they still have Baskin Robbins ice cream. They just took off all the labels and everything. <laughs> they buy it at the store and shit. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So yeah, definitely check out Leatherbees Family Creamery. Um, so I guess really all that's really left is um, is we had to review our next film in the Transformers series. Review is Transformers Two: The Revenge of the Fallen. This is the one that everybody. Like, this is kind of the, like the way it goes down online on the Transformers films, is everybody says, I really like the first one, which I don't get, because they're all trash to me. <laughs> but I really like the first one, or the rest are garbage. And like, no, the first one's garbage too. But <laughs> anyway, like, Revenge of the Fallen is the one that gets the worst, because it's like, people go, like, they get, it was one of those movies that, like, I guess it happened, like, during a writer's strike, so they couldn't finish the script, so Michael Bay just started telling the film shit. And then everybody says that it has, that it has racist robots in it, which is not true. Like a racist robot would be a robot that says racist things. Like actually, what happens is there's two like an ice cream truck robot that breaks off in two, and they talk in ebonics and they have like <laughs> gold teeth and stuff. And uh, but they're really like cross-eyed and like doofy looking. But but I guess the controversy is that you know they talk I guess like black guys kind of like rappers or something. They're stereotypes. They're stereotypes, but they're voiced by white men. And one of the white oh. men is actually the, what's his name, Tom Kenny, the SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, my gosh. 
So everybody's like, how can you do it? I'm just like, he's, it's like probably because the, the only job he ever got paid for was SpongeBob. Now he needs more money. But yeah, so basically, this one starts out, Shia LaBeouf, he, he goes to college. Why does he go to college? For two reasons. So his mom can, quote unquote, accidentally eat pot brownies. And that was like 35 minutes of the runtime. Oh, that was terrible. That was like the worst, huh? Yeah, it was. I don't know, I just, it seems like, I think we talked about this before, about modern movies now, but it literally seems like they film scenes that have nothing to do with the movie and just kind of stick them in the middle of yeah. parts of the movie that are, that do matter. And yeah. that was, like, really one of those Fuck scenes. building a story. We got yeah. two and a half hours to play with potty humor. Yeah, I think Michael Bay is the worst he is person with for that because really, his like, his actual humor is the worst like you don't laugh at it there's like 45 minutes of garbage you don't laugh at any of it yeah so anyway pot brownie humor abound <laughs> then shia labeouf he gets seduced by a uh, supposedly sexy girl who who turns out to actually be a transformer in disguise yeah. and like to me this is where it's just like like you know compared to the first movie or whatever like like, once you see this shit, that's when you know that there's no, like, quote-unquote, like, rules of this universe. Because, like, this little fucking 70-pound girl has all this robot weaponry inside of her. And <laughs> yeah. a, to- a robot tongue that can go, like, tw- literally 12 feet like a bullwhip and whip you up and pull you. And, like, she was nasty. Yeah. And, like, this one, like, um, the first one was raunchy. But this one, like, it's it's really all about more just straight on the sex. Because, like, you have that little yeah. remote-controlled car robot always humping Megan Fox's leg. <laughs> yeah. And then Shia's always getting, like, having sex scenes with this fake Decepticon. <laughs> and it's just, like, yeah, it's just, like, I don't know. And then he meets, like, uh, I guess this is Michael Bay's, like, diversity. He gets a Hispanic roommate. And this guy's, like, just everybody in this movie's, like, really horny. Like, there's actually scenes of the roommate and Shia walking by, and, like, they're talking about the girls and, and the roommate. Like, he's basically Humpy Shine's leg going, oh, you see her? She's going, and just, like, yeah. everybody's just, like, like, with, like, fucking just horniness in this movie. Like, I don't, I don't get it at all. Like, like, why they were, like, you know, we're building up this, like, storyline that's about the po- potential end of the world, and, like, the movie opens with, like, almost, like, a 2001, like, some, like, really ancient caveman-type people, like, discovering these robots and stuff, yeah. and then, like, it's like, okay, we start out with this big epic opening, and then we get, like, literally about 65 minutes of horny college bullshit. Like, yeah, I think with this one, when we were watching it, like, I was actually getting into it, and then just, like... There were so many moments in this one. This I think this one was probably the worst one of them. I can't remember if it was this one or the next one. But there's these moments where you're kind of like, okay, I think this one is actually all right. But then it just snaps you right back into reality when yeah. it comes up with one of those nasty jokes. And it was just so inappropriate. Like, I'm not, I don't get offended by, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of those people who sits here and is like, oh, I want everything clean. That's, you know, I don't want any cussing. I don't want any sex or whatever like i'm not even one of those people but i mean this is a franchise it's a toy franchise you know backed by what hasbro and it's like there there's just like this one was just way too over the top with like the jokes and the references and i was just really surprised and it you know i mean i i don't know i just feel like 
I shouldn't be brought back into reality of like, oh, I'm watching a movie, you know? It's like, I want to get lost in the story of it. And especially when it, you get these hints of like, oh, they're actually creating a cool universe here, you know? Yeah. And then it's just like, all of a sudden, you got the one humping the guy's leg or whatever. And it's just like, oh my God. Or her leg, I should yeah. say. Well, like, like the thing, <laughs> I think the thing, this is actually like, the the bad humor in this one makes me cringe the most out of all the ones in the series. But this is actually my favorite Transformers movies out of the whatever, you oh, know, yeah. the series. Where it's like, I just have to get past that garbage right. first hour and a half. Yeah, and that was exactly my experience. Yeah. There but were like, so many moments where I was just sitting there like, ah, oh, that's too bad that they did that because this could have been good, you know? Like, once they, <laughs> yeah, once they get out of the college, then it kind of turns into, like, a real Hollywood yeah. movie. But, like, the, the thing about Michael Bay is just, like, he doesn't know how to, like, work his shit into the actual, like, flow of the movie. Yeah. Like, like, a perfect example is, like, the movie Hudson Hawk, where, like, Bruce Willis and Danny O, they're, like, they're, like, perfect cat burglars mm. and like the gimmick is like like the way they work the comedy into the thing is like their gimmick is like they know how long they have until like the alarms go off yeah. so the, instead of like constantly checking a, a clock or whatever mm. they both like they sing songs because yeah. they know exactly how long the song is right wow. so like bruce willis is like robbing this place and he's like he got his back on a skateboard and he's like going past the guards and he's <laughs> like he's like singing this song and um uh, I I think I can't remember the name of the song, but it's 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 the one. Uh, Catch moonbeams in a jar. Would you rather be a fish? A fish is an animal that was in the sea. He did like so. He sings the whole song right while he's doing the robbery, and it kind of makes it quirky and fun. Now, if Michael Bay would have directed Hudson Hawk, they would be in the parking lot for like half an hour before the robbery, singing songs to each other, and then they just would go do a regular like robbery. Like he yeah. he doesn't know how to like combine like work it into the flow. Yeah. He just says like it'd be cool if we put this in a movie, and then after this would happen. Like he does. It's like okay, Michael, you got a hundred and forty three ideas for yeah. this, you know, epic sprawling movie that has no storyline or plot. Like c- combine it, work it in. Yeah. You know, for movies that could only be like ninety minutes and still tell a really yeah. good story, he yeah. ends up and making he it like three, three hours, hours yeah. long, and it's like, ugh, it's killer. It is. So, eventually, once you get past all the horny shit in college, like, they go in the story where, they're like, they're trying to... Basically, Shy has some information in his brain, and the Decepticons want to rip his brain out. So, he has to go, and they have to find a Transformer, who's basically, like, a big jet that can transport them to Egypt or whatever. So, like, basically, they have to go, and there's, like, a big machine that the bad guys... Like, basically, it's, like, the original first Decepticon, and his name is The Fallen... And, like, that's that's kind of, like, where you can tell there was no script. Because originally the movie is called Revenge of the Fallen, meaning Revenge of Megatron. Because, you know, mm-hmm. he, di- he quote-unquote, died in the first one. Yeah. But then they're like, oh, no, wait, wait, wait. We want a different story. They're like, but we already announced the title. Let's make a guy called the Fallen. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Michael Bay creativity. But I do like the Fallen guy because he looks more, like, mean. And it's actually voiced by um, Tony Todd, the guy who played Candyman. Wow. So he has a deep voice. <laughs> so like in the, what is it, was it a comic first or was it a cartoon first? It was both at first. They okay. launched at the same so time. So in that actual mythology, there's no character called the Fallen? There's no, yeah, there's no Fallen oh, at all. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. 
But uh, there's kind of like an old ancient Decepticon guy, but it's it, I think his name was called like Lord Straxus or Lord Braxus, but it really had nothing to do with the Fallen. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so anyway, like the Fallen is back, and like they resurrected Megatron somehow, and like they're basically going to turn this like there's a pyramid that was really like a machine that like they they're going to like strip all this shit off like then that's where the fake Devastator comes into play, which is really kind of clunky because like you know they have all the constructicons and they form devastator but in the first movie michael bay for some reason named just a regular tank robot devastator <laughs> which like, oh i know like so he, they just reuse the name he was a completely different robots and shit that's funny yeah i remember that that particular i guess character if you want to call him that yeah i to me the animation on that one i my my pet peeve about the transformers movies is that when i'm watching them i cannot distinguish one robot from the other yeah. when they're having a fight or having interactions with each other because it just looks like a bunch of diagonal kind of jagged lines diamond looking yeah. you know you can't distinguish what is what spiky this sticking out here and there so it's like that's always kind of been one of my pet peeves and so with that devastator character i think when we were watching it i commented like it looks so messy like yeah. it's just i mean i mean it literally was a bunch of machines put together, but it just, it just looked like a blob of diagonal shapes. Like. Right, because, like, like, the real robot from, like, the Transformers, the construction cons, when they form Devastator, it's like one guy turns into his leg, and another guy turns into yeah. his leg, and another guy turns into the body, and yeah. another guy turns into the arm. So it's still, like, when you see them together, it, it still has the outline of just yeah. a big robot. Whereas this, like, they kind of, like, just jumbled together and became yeah. clumpy. Like, he didn't have, he didn't have, like, a, he had, like, a big mouth that would suck stuff up. But he didn't really have, like, a distinct face. He kind of had a mouth and eyes, but he didn't have, like, yeah. a real face or anything. It was it basically just, like, a hunk of machine, like, quarreling up. Like, almost more like an ape or something. Like, And was he also... I, I can't remember if he was the first one, but another thing I didn't really care... I don't really care for in all those movies is when they're, like, slobbering everywhere. And, yeah. Like, spitting and all this stuff. Yeah, a lot of Was he the spit. first one to do that, or there was another one? No, the, the smaller one. I think Starscream slobber. Yeah. there's some real juicy that. shit in this one when they're in the fallen spaceship and those hatchlings are coming out. And yeah. All this goo is squirting out everywhere and shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just... I don't... I don't know. I just... I mean, I grew up in a different generation where stuff like Transform. I mean, I was a girl, so I wasn't into Transformers, you know, when we're younger, yeah. where we have gender-based <laughs> interests or whatever. But, like, I still knew, like, no, and I get now, like, Transformers were cool. And, like, I mean, I don't know, you know, we've been watching the cartoon lately, and, like, they just seem so regal and, like, you yeah. know. I don't know. Cool. Like, that's the only way yeah. I can describe it. And, like... Yeah, after we watched this whole series, I made you watch some of the cartoons with me. Just so... <laughs> I wanted you to see, like, the real kind of version of what it was like. Yeah, and, like... I mean, even before we started watching the cartoon, I'm just kind of like... Transformers shouldn't be, like, slobbering yeah. and leaking oil and, like... It just... Well, the, well, like stuff a, like that. Yeah, a lot of people don't know, but, like... Like I said, like, the comic... In the comic and cartoon like they vary a little bit from one another but like like the whole storyline like basically transformers the toy line was just robots who came out in different toy lines like like hasbro whoever it was like they mixed and match all these japanese robot toy lines and brought them over so they're like we need a story yeah. so they actually had marvel develop it so marvel developed the uh 
the comic book and the cartoon storyline. So, like, you know, all the stuff about Cybertron and the... the so they were actually toys first. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then a whole universe came from that. Yeah, like, wow. so basically what the toy company did was, like, because you needed a show to sell toys back yeah. then. Like, they just took, like... So, like, Optimus Prime isn't obviously called Optimus Prime. Like, all the names, all the story, everything was developed by Marvel. Wow. And, uh, and like, that's why they have, like, the Marvel logo. You know, I think yeah. after a couple of seasons, maybe Marvel wasn't in charge anymore. But, like, but yeah, there was, like, Marvel Animation and Marvel Comics. And, like, so Marvel pretty much kept... And, and like, and that's how I always looked at it. And especially as I got older and, obviously, like, I wasn't into the toy line as much. I really got into the comic books, yeah. and like especially towards the end of the run, there was eighty issues of the original run, about the last forty of them because it wasn't like a kid phenomena anymore. They just let the guys go and write it like it was a comic book. Mm -hmm. So like the stories got really good and stuff, mm -hmm. and it just like yeah, like to me like Transformers just is more in that realm of Marvel comics superheroes. Like so I don't really. Yeah. I don't really get, like, the whole potty humor, Michael Bay, like, why they thought, like, he would be the guy to go to, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's a shame. Yeah. That's all, like, that's the only thought I can have when I see, when those potty jokes come up when I'm, like, so yeah. engaged in the movie, and then that, they say that one line or whatever, I'm like, ah, oh, that was a shame. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it really doesn't make any sense. Like, that's why I keep just wishing they would eventually reboot their shit, but they're going to milk it as long as it makes money, unfortunately. Well, yeah, they're going to keep going with that Bumblebee movie. Yeah. So. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, it's just like... And that's what's hard for me, too, is, like, I know Bumblebee's the favorite of everybody of the film series. Yeah. But, like, you see on the cartoon what Bumblebee is like. Like, he was yeah. he was always one of my favorites. Like, you know, like... He's a normal... Yeah. He, he talks. Guy, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He acts normal. He doesn't act like a little bratty teenager. I mean, you know what's funny is that in the cartoon, you can tell that he is a younger robot. Yeah. But he doesn't act dumb. Like, he's yeah. not, like, a dumb teenager. And no. I think, really, that's the issue another issue now with all the hero movies and all that is this line between they're trying to make them more realistic yeah how would they really act in real life yeah. and it's like but they're not real like yeah why would you want they, they would be boring <laughs> if they were real yeah huh? like i don't need to see what would really happen if one of the transformers got punched in the chest and his oil started leaking yeah. out like i don't need to see that it's like that's another thing michael bay like has them always get like ripped apart like they're nothing yeah like like he basically gives them no character anyway yeah. and then they're just like he just rips them all apart in gruesome ways and, and then shit. you see the fake guts and fake yeah. blood or fake green oil <laughs> you're right yeah. coming out and it's just like well do you want to see them as robots or humans because yeah. if you want them to be humans you should have just cast humans <laughs> yeah i mean what well like what i can't get is like is like why you can't make them more like the terminator where like terminator 2 arnold gets like his arm cut off but he's still like functioning yeah like he you know until all his other parts break he's still fighting like why yeah like why is the, why are they always getting speared through their chest and their eyeballs pop out <laughs> like they have a heart yeah well <laughs> but that is interesting because that's true like like I was saying, yeah. like they try to make them like they're more human. So when something happens to them, they fall on the ground and they're like, "Oh, I can't move." And yeah. it's oh. like a like the one thing that happened to them, like their arm getting ripped off, yeah. like affected their entire body somehow. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, and it's really it's weird. just your arm. <laughs> yeah, it's like Michael Bay. You can, you can see it as the films like go along. 
Like, they start having all these weird characteristics. Like, they start having, like, mustaches. And, like, yeah. there was one <laughs> guy named Scourge who had, like, he had, like, a metal Fu Manchu type goatee <laughs> in the comics or the cartoon. But, like, it, like, almost everybody has, like, weird clown hair now yeah. in the newer films. And then they start giving them, like, fat guts. And it's like, yeah. it's like why would a train, why did a robot have a big sack of fat on yeah. him? Like, it's just fucking Like, stupid. what is it made out of? Bolts? Yeah. Nuts and bolts? <laughs> yeah, and, like. The John Goodman hound, like, he chooses on a cigar, but it's not a cigar. It's, like, a shell case. It's just, yeah. like, who, it's, like, because it's, like, the type of shit you see it, and you're, like, oh, this is so dumb, but you know somebody <laughs> thought they were brilliant and, like, yeah. coming up with it. So, so, yeah, getting back to Revenge of the Fallen, basically, the reason I like this movie is, like, once they get to the desert, and there is, of course, there is, like, a moment where, um... Jetfire, yeah, they made Jetfire lame. He's, like, an old senile robot in this movie. And unfortunately, there is a part where um, Jetfire farts, of course. Yeah. Like, he farts a parachute. That's my favorite. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> like... Like, like they're trying to top the part in part one where Bumblebee pisses on John Turturro. Oh, gosh. I was yeah. so disgusted with that. Yeah. But anyway, like... So classless. I just... I just yeah. can't... I can't deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like, like, Optimus Prime pretty much dies... In this one, yeah, and like they resurrect him, like like uh, with the magic that Shia has in his brain, like he he finds like this magic cone or whatever. Like first it gets turned to dust and gets turned back into this magic cone that has his power. So they resurrect Optimus, but they combine with him Jetfire's parts so that he's That's like right. he's like super Optimus where he can fly. So then he yeah. flies to the pyramid and he beats the shit out of the Fallen and well, he pretty much kills the Fallen and he beats the shit out of Megatron. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, like, like, the whole desert sequence, like, all that, and pretty much, actually, Shia dies, too, and comes back, remember? Like, when him and, like, Megan Fox were jumping through all those explosions, and then, like, they act, they thought he was dead, yeah. and then, like, he woke up. Yeah. And didn't he wake up with the, the glowy ball thing, or whatever it Yeah, was? well, there, remember there's actually a part where, like, he dies, and he goes to Transformer Heaven? He's, like, in that white, like, oh, area. Yeah. And he talks to, like, like one of the... Wasn't that one of the ones where his hand's all bandaged up? Yeah, 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 from his drunk driving accident. But, like, but, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know, but, like, once they got to the desert and all those Decepticons and they were, like, hiding in that village and shooting around those buildings and all that shit, like, I, th I thought this one, del for me, delivered, a, like, a bit more good action. Yeah, like, I felt like the last maybe nine, 80, 90 minutes of this one, were, like, it reached that good action point. So. Because the Transformers were acting like Transformers and being yeah. heroes and villains, and <laughs> yeah, it was actually just... a real good storyline <laughs> for a little yeah. bit. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I can't remember on the first one if, like, I gave it any kind of rating or whatever, but, I mean, for me, this is... Uh, this is the best Transformers movie. But like I said, yeah, you still have to put it with like an hour, 70 minutes of shit humor at the beginning. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like I find it a shame to just like, that they made Shia act like that. Like, yeah. I don't know. I see a lot of potential in him as an actor and like. Well, there are some movies he's really good in like yeah. Fury, so. And I kind of have, you know, I'm drawn to him just because like, He's a peer, kind of, you know, like yeah, he's somebody of your generation. Yeah, we're the same age, similar age, and like, you know, I saw him when he was younger, and like, I kind of, you know, read about him here and there about his interests and how he's kind of had like an adult kind of 
way of thinking for comedy and stuff like that. Like, he was into older comedians that, you you know, a young person wouldn't be into. And he just kind of seemed well, too, in the way he was raised. He seemed like he kind of raised himself and how to, you know, live life on his own and stuff. So he grew up fast, I guess is what I'm saying. But I just kind of, I've always appreciated, you know, watching him because... And he has his ups and his downs in the movies he chooses. I didn't really care for him in the Indiana Jones movie. But, like... It was, a, just, it was a pretty low quality movie overall too. Yeah, but like I just that like you're saying the end of that movie, like he was like a really cool action hero guy, yeah. you know, like and I was like sitting there like rooting for him and stuff, and then like I know you're not there yet, but then to see how what they did with his character in the third one, it was just kind of like what are they doing with him? Like, yeah, it's really he had so much like you know he was such a cool guy. You know, just again, it's just that thing where you're watching the movie, and there's parts where you're like, "Wow, this is really cool. He's really cool. This is really cool." And then just all of a sudden, you know, it's that moment where it's like, "Oh, but it's this movie." You yeah. Know? <laughs> so then they like, throw in some more cheese dick bullshit. Yeah, and they make him do something or say something like they'll make him snap at Bumblebee, like yeah. you know, like. And I'm just like, why is he doing that? Like, Bumblebee has been there for him, you know? It just, it's out of character stuff that um, yeah. it just ruins the movie with him for his part, too. Well, that's why I say, too, is, like, they never really... Like, he doesn't really have, like, a good arc. Like, yeah. each movie... Each movie is, like, him building up from, like, being, like, either scared... Yeah. Or not wanting to do anything to, like, he saves the day in the end. Yeah. But it's, like, you would think they did a trilogy with them, it would be more about, you know, building his character to that point, not not constantly going there and then regressing, going, right. you know, and at, like, they constantly have to build him back up into a hero because yeah. they take it away, and like, what's the point of always taking it away, you know? Is this the one, too, where they have that part where he's like, I think it's a cemetery, and like, Pride yeah. comes, and he's like, I just want to live a normal life, and it's like, but you have this stuff. Did he have the stuff in his brain by then? I can't remember. Yeah, he did. That's why. But it's like, you can't just give up on this world, dude. Like... Well, not only that, but like, it's, it's kind of fucked too, because they're like, like Bumblebee, whoever is like, I want to take you to meet Prime. And they're like, they're like, yeah, we're, we're going to meet in the cemetery because nobody will see Optimus Prime there. And he's like, fucking, like, whatever he is, 42 feet tall and standing in a graveyard. It's like, no, you actually stand out more. Like, if he was standing up against a building in the city, you'd probably be least likely to see him there, you know? And I think they were on, like, this hill or something. Yeah. So it's like, if anybody looked up at the mountain or whatever, yeah. they would see this giant guy standing there. And, like, what I understand is, like, it's like, okay, Prime needs to talk to you. We got to be secret or whatever because everybody's hunting us or whatever, you know? Yeah. They're always getting hunted. It's like, I was like, okay, have Prime drive in as a truck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shia gets into the truck. Yeah. And it's just like he's talking to him through the radio. Right. Because he's still <laughs> a robot when he's a truck. You don't need to look at his fucking face. Yeah. Like, that's just that bad, like, you know. I can't remember if he did it in the first one, but those parts where Prime is, like, constantly begging with wiki for help you need to help me you need to help yeah. me and it's like you're a giant robot like you, you shouldn't yourself. need the help of a little kid like it just yeah. i mean i know there's the you know the connection because it's his connection to the human world but it's like i don't know the way those scenes played out it just seemed kind of silly like that yeah. such a powerful being was asking a little human for help and the human especially when the human is like no i don't want to you do it by yourself it's yeah, like no. okay like, I actually prefer the cartoon with wikis. 
how yeah. they how they just quit their construction jobs to hang out with the yeah. Transformers all they the time. They were all about the Transformers. Yeah. They knew everybody. They would just hop in those cars and be like, all right, let's go. I'm going with you. Like It's almost <laughs> like they live with them because they're always at the yeah. base or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, I know everybody hates The Revenge of the Fallen, but I actually... Like, as long as you explain to people, like, you're gonna have to sit through all this bad humor for, like, a long time, but then the movie will get action-packed. Yeah, I think I would actually probably say that's... I Well, I do want to say also that my the Shia ones, to me, I prefer those over the Mark Wahlberg ones, so yeah. I wouldn't even put the Mark Wahlberg ones on any radar for myself. But, yeah. um, I think I would probably say out of the first three that, yeah, that Revenge of the Fallen is probably my favorite as well. Yeah. Like, part three has some good shit, because it gets more serious, but yeah. it becomes more like a hard PG-13 movie, but yeah. I don't know. So, kind of like one of the things, because, you know, we did on the first episode, um, I talked a lot about the Linkin Park connection mm-hmm. with Transformers, so I was good, like, like pretty much I was mm-hmm. like free, you know, it's going to get hard too when I get to the Mark Wahlberg ones and have to find the Imagine Dragons songs or whatever, but... Like, pretty much I was just going to sing all the, the theme songs because it was really important for Michael Bay to have Linkin Park, you know? Yeah. But then right after we did, a couple weeks after we did the first episode and then I was getting ready to do the second episode, the the singer from Linkin Park died. So I was like, well, what do I do now? Like, I don't, yeah. you know, it's like, because, like, I mean, I was just really singing them to make fun, like, not really make fun of the quality of the song itself, but just make fun of, like, that Michael Bay wanted this connection to it so yeah. bad. So I was like, well, I'm not going to sing. You know, I went back and forth. I'm not going to sing. And, and then, like, I kind of delayed for different reasons, whatever, you know, recording this episode. I'm kind of glad that I did. And, like, now it's been a couple weeks. And I don't know. Like, I feel okay actually singing the song. And, and like, also, too, this is the one I actually like. Like, the first Transformers song wasn't bad. But I like the second one, which is called New Divide. I like this one. So I'll do the first, I guess, verse... And I'll do about half, I'll, I'll condense the chorus, but still. So this is New Divide by Linkin Park featuring, by the way, I'm looking at the picture of the soundtrack cover for Revenge of the Falling featuring Linkin Park, Green Day, Cavo, Taking Back Sunday, The Fray. Michael Bay really, he really packed a super 2005 fucking soundtrack here. So yeah, here we go. And the first one had started out with that little janky piano one. Like this one, it doesn't it doesn't have as much of a, like a intro. I mean, it does, but it's it's not as memorable, I guess. So the guy he starts out he says, "I remember black skies, the lightning all around me," which is actually kind of appropriate because we have thunder going on yeah, nonstop actually. in the background. So. <laughs> I remember black skies, the lightning all around me. I remember each flash as time began to blur. Like a startling sign that fate had finally found me. And your voice was all I heard. That I get what I deserve. So give me reason to prove me wrong, to wash this memory clean. Let the floods cross the distance in your eyes. (laughs) 
cross this new divide. And then the best part is like when he like finishes like the chorus, then like they actually worked in like like robotic transforming so- sounds into the song. That, you know, it's like there's this new divide. It's like <laughs> the fake sound. Yeah, the fake transformer sound. That's one thing that I whenever we watch the cartoon, that sound on the cartoon, I'm like, why couldn't they put that in the movie? Like it sounds so cool. <laughs> well not only too, but it's like much quicker, like where the cartoons yeah. like they literally like jump out of being a car where like like the <laughs> yeah. like the movies are like, here come my legs. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm standing up and like they have to be like, Wait, don't attack me, I'm still transforming. Yeah. That's one of the things, I think we talked about that too, where uh, we've talked about it before, where now movies like take every single second of somebody's movement or actions to show every little detail that they did instead of like movies before were just kind of like, well, I like the cartoon. I mean, I know it's yeah. a cartoon, but it's like they're they're a car and then they're not yeah. <laughs> you know and then but here it's like like you 10 said minute process here's my leg here's my yeah. other leg here's my arm it's like yeah. the movie could have been like 10 minutes shorter if you yeah. would have just gone from being a car to a robot yeah. <laughs> for the entire I agree. movie <laughs> so uh, i figured maybe maybe one more thing we could do since you're here as the special guest a lot of people maybe they don't follow wrestling or whatever but Okay. There is a on Conan's podcast. His co-host, Disco Inferno, he has the disco list, and okay. so basically at the end of the show, they like run down. Like Conan will, will give him like names of people and ask him if he's on the list. So obviously, like it's kind of like the shit list. It's the disco okay. list, and basically what happened was because their show was put on by Chris Jericho, and then like Conan and Disco and Chris Jericho, like they're all buddies from the WCW days and mm-hmm. stuff. So, like, I guess Chris Jericho heard the disco list, and he's just like, oh, I could actually use it. So that's where the whole thing with writing down the names on the Jericho list and all that shit came from. Oh, okay. Like his gimmick that he does? Yeah, the yeah. List or yeah. Okay. I don't know if he's still doing it now, but, yeah. I don't yeah. think so. Well, I don't even think he's there right now, because he's on tour or whatever. Yeah, Fozzie Fozzie or whatever. Whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, so the disco list. So I figured if Chris Jericho could steal it from disco, we could steal it for Chris Jericho. <laughs> okay. And we like can, everybody else. <laughs> yeah, we can just just for the episodes that you're on, because like you know I'm like we you know you you've been really forthright on this episode about all the stuff that you know the uh, people you know people piss you off or whatever <laughs> things that bother you. So I figure we could run down the baby list. I'll ask you okay some questions. So, um, transients on the streets of Reading. Wait, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> you, I, 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 I tell you who the people are, and you just tell me either they're on the list oh, or they're okay. not on the list. Okay. Yeah. So, transients on the streets are ready. On the list. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tom Holland's awesome portrayal as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. On the list, man. <laughs> Don't uh, get me started on that. Okay. <laughs> uh, let, let's see who it was. Uh, waiters... Uh, garbage men, uh, pretty much uh, just everybody, window washers, everybody who, who masturbates to Marissa Tomei and Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, God. Like on the, the list. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was gross. <laughs> All right. How, uh, what about Jeff Jarrett and the creative team at GFW? Uh, on the list. Yeah, on the list. <laughs> um, let's see. I should I should have made the list so we could have done this more rapid fire. <laughs> but um, 
<laughs> what about soy milk? Ugh, on the list. Especially the plain flavor. Ugh. Soy milk's on the list. Um. <laughs> and that's coming from somebody who's lactose intolerant. Yeah. What about office buildings that smell like fart all day? Oh, God. On the list, man. And the people that make that... Ugh, that make that smell, man. Yeah. Screw them. That's so gross. I don't even understand how that happens. Yeah. Um... How about calendars that people put on the wall where all the month in, month out, it's just a generic picture that talks about coffee? <laughs> on the list. All right. <laughs> what about, keeping the topic of coffee going, what about Dutch bros? <laughs> um, I don't know. I got to get back to you on that one because we just got into the Dutch bros mafia. So I got to yeah. see how I feel about that down the line. Yeah, we we we've had mixed whatever with the coffee flavors. How was that? I forgot to ask you. How was that smoothie you got from there? The strawberry smoothie. It was like I don't know. It wasn't that great. It was just kind of like, like they popped in some strawberry. What is it? That Torani or whatever yeah. it is. I mean, it wasn't like a real fruit smoothie. You don't the, think? Seriously, the McDonald's ones were like are better than that. Yeah, thing. McDonald's was pretty good. Yeah. All right. Um, what about Little Hot Rod? Eh, I'll keep him off the list. Although it was pretty funny right now when you were singing. He was looking at you like he didn't yeah. know what was wrong with you. No, he didn't. <laughs> he was at his eyes wide open. was like, what's going on? I thought maybe he might be on the list because before, we, he, like, he's so smart and observant and sneaky. Like, he noticed we were so engrossed with what we were doing. He actually took the time to sneak behind the chair earlier. He went back there. Oh, did he? Yeah, I thought, I thought oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, he walked past my hand. Yeah. I had my hand hanging down and he came and rubbed his face on it. Yeah. Golden State Warriors. On the list. LeBron's Instagram tour where he goes around, where he stands in front of, like, takes pictures where he stands in front of places where he might be playing in oh, a year. Oh, brother, is he still doing that? Yeah, he's still going. You didn't even need to say all that. The second you said LeBron, I was going to say on the list. Yeah. What about, oh, what about that that bill that would, that would possibly allow U.S. Congress to sell the American wild horses to Mexico for meat? Oh my gosh, is that real? Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the list, that's gross. Alright. Um, th- this person has been a subject of controversy on Facebook. Like, oh. people who are fans <laughs> are like really against her now. What about Rhea the Naked Birdie? They're against her? Why? Because yeah. she's living with those other birds now. That's not her fault. <laughs> <laughs> is she on the list or not? Rhea? Yeah. No, she's... <laughs> She's helpless. She can't help us. She has no feathers. All right. You didn't turn against her? <laughs> no. Although, that page is kind of different now that the girl doesn't have her anymore. <laughs> yeah. I can't I, remember her name. Yeah, I like it, though, because I like seeing her with the other birds and want her. Yeah. The fake Mumbai cat. On the list. <laughs> All right. Um, I never got into them as much as you did. <laughs> no, you weren't as big of a fan. Oh, wait, the fake one. The fake one. The one who unmasked? Yeah. Yeah, on the list. Yeah, on the list. <laughs> Let's see. What about... Let's see. I'm trying to think which is worse. What about... Uh, 
Disney's Lucasfilms currently undergoing remodeling Han Solo story and anthology Star Wars tale. On the list because I don't even think a Han Solo movie is necessary in the first place. <laughs> what about the guy that they got to play Han Solo? on the list i kind of like him i mean i've seen him in a couple things so it's like i didn't really he never really stood out to me as being lame or anything so yeah i think he's just got big shoes to fill (laughs) yeah i don't i think that's gonna be the hard part yeah like i really don't understand why everybody says like well there's been eight han solos and i mean eight james bonds and all this shit I was like, but there's a big difference when, like, you're the eighth James Bond and you're the second Han Solo. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? it's not like they're going to create a series of Han Solo movies. <laughs> yeah, and and people forget that the that the second James Bond, George Lazenby, like, people had a hard time with it. They didn't like yeah. him, so. What, was that the one that, like, was in it for one? One movie, and yeah. And then they he, offered we, him, like, millions of dollars and he said no? Yeah, but I don't even know if that's true. Because, <laughs> like... I don't know. Yeah. He wasn't an actor, right? No, he was like a bodybuilder or some yeah. shit. Or a surfer or something, I don't know. <laughs> but, like, I, I that whole story, though, of how he turned it down, I mean, maybe he was being a douche, but it's just, like, they just got Roger Moore, who they, like, considered for the original James Bond anyway, so... Yeah, it worked out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know how much they were really begging that other guy to come yeah. back. But it's almost like they needed him to be the fall guy. Because he was, you know, just like, okay, let's do the one that everybody's, like, not, yeah. you know. Um, Daniel Craig's uh, bleached hair in that Lucky Logan movie. <laughs> his, like, albino hair. On the list. Adam Driver's rubber hand in Logan Lucky. Adam Driver on the list for anything. All right. <laughs> um, Channing Tatum's wooden face in Logan Lucky trailer. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not as hard on him as everybody else is. I wouldn't put him on the list. <laughs> I wouldn't put him on the list. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of something that's been controversial lately, but all the shit that's controversial is just really stupid internet fluff bullshit. You mean other than Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah. Well, now the current controversy is the Dark Tower. What do you think? Okay. No. Just to, just to put background there, The Dark Tower was an epic seven or eight book book series. When they finally adapted it into a movie, they didn't base it on any of the books. <laughs> so is The Dark Tower on the list? The movie? Yeah, the movie. Yeah. That should a, be based on something. <laughs> yeah, that seems pretty dumb, right? Yeah, yeah. it's a waste of time then. Uh, let's see. He's He's been really controversial the last couple years. With his, like, movie choices and shit. What do you think about Johnny Depp choosing to be the visible man? A visible man, Johnny Depp. I wouldn't put him on the list. Johnny Depp is one kind of, I mean, of our age. He's kind of one of the classic actors now. So he's going to do different things throughout his career. And some people are going to like it and some people aren't. So that just comes with the territory of acting for a long time. So I wouldn't put him on the list. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, because everybody's, like, pissed about that Dark Universe thing that, like, they try to build a franchise before they they did anything, really. Is that the Universal thing? Yeah. And I'm just like, well, because they're talking about just canceling it all now. I'm like, just make the Johnny Depp movie. (laughs) Like, cancel all the other shit and just make the Johnny Depp movie. Yeah. 
Did the mummy not do well? No, it didn't. No. And it was pretty much because everybody complained that, like, the first half was the mummy movie and the second half was, like, setting up their universe bullshit. Oh, really? Yeah, because they have, like, a fake shield type organization. Oh, uh, like, wow. You know. Which, pretty much, that's what everybody complained about Iron Man 2, was that S.H.I.E.L.D. took over yeah. the second half of Iron Man 2. Speaking of building a cool universe, though, I saw, um, I think it was, because everything I see, I see on Facebook, so, in terms of advertising, because yeah. I, whenever, you know, we see a movie, I say that I'm watching it, and then I'll go to the page and like it if I like the, the movie, you know? Yeah. So I start seeing their messages, their uh, posts in my feed. One thing I've been seeing that they've kind of been starting is for the King Kong. Well, it's not movies; it's that that yeah. universe. The they've kind of been starting putting up things for the other, like the Moth movie, and the, yeah. I'm I'm getting into that. It's pretty cool, yeah. like in the way they're setting it. Like it looks so like, what is this? What is this? Like it's all mysterious, and I really like it. Yeah, kind of like I mean I know they're just they're just doing like the Godzilla and King Kong movies and they're gonna like meet up. I wouldn't mind if they just would have done like a smaller spinoff movie about like some investigators like investigating all that shit. Yeah. Because like in each movie they always like unfurl some backstory about like because like Godzilla they're like oh it turns out all these monsters have been hiding in the ground yeah. and like I, I I wouldn't mind if they did just like. Didn't have Godzilla, didn't have King Kong. And King Kong was the same way. They're like, oh, this backstory of this, all oh, this, this has been going on the whole time and we didn't know it. Like, yeah. I wouldn't mind if they did, like, a movie maybe set in, like, the 50s or something. Yeah. Where, like, just, like, somebody was investigating all that shit and, like, and, like make it, like, a conspiracy movie, you know? Well, they kind of started that syndicate thing. That's what they're, that's what they've been posting, like, the files from yeah. that, I can't remember what they called, Monarch? Or is that something else? I don't know. I, I can't, can't remember. remember yeah. <laughs> but they, you know, like, you mean something like that? Where yeah. they do a movie about them and, like, yeah. whatever they are. And, and just like, traveling around to find, like, the bones and shit. Because yeah. they obviously have files on yeah. them. Like, there's a, there's some mysterious something or other going on with that, so. Yeah. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with that. And to see if they're going to continue it, because apparently now a thing is to start a franchise and never finish it. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it's been, like, whatever, like, in development forever. Like, two days ago, I read Lionsgate announced that they're finally going to make that Divergent TV show to wrap up the film really? series. Yeah. Wow. But it's still not confirmed if any of the movie actors will come to finish it. Well, I just recently read, um, <laughs> again, my sources are Facebook and Wikipedia, so I don't know how, yeah. you know, it true could it change. is. Yeah, but, like, I just recently read because I was curious about what they were going to do with that series and it said that uh Shailene was out if really? they weren't if if it was going to be a TV show so yeah I think, I think that's what Miles Teller said too yeah all right one 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 last thing the new version of it pennywise and <laughs> his hair <in> particular <laughs> his hair yeah his hair i guess on the list just cuz i'm not into this whole rebooting of remakes and <laughs> doing all this yeah. stuff yeah like if i want to watch that i'm gonna watch the original one yeah that's because it's gonna be creepier yeah you know well, the original was made for tv yeah i'll watch that because yeah. like i don't know anything new now it's like everybody thinks that these new methods of filmmaking are so much better yeah. but it's like you can tell it's a movie now yeah. <laughs> whereas before like yeah, everything was practical, so it's like it looks real, you yeah. know, and it's creepier. I agree. Like, um, 
also too like I was kind of reading some behind the scenes shit of how like how they changed like some of the like some of the stuff I really liked about the first it like they just changed no, to like whatever so like yeah I actually ordered the Blu-ray today of the old of the TV movie yeah wow cool. so like and I didn't realize how many people were in the original one like um, Seth Green's in it as a little kid <laughs> wow. And then this girl that was in Ginger Snap, she was in as a little kid. And then the adult cast, like, pretty much everybody was a well-known actor. Like, wow. Harry Anderson from Night Court and shit. So, yeah. And it was actually, like, I've been wanting to watch it for a while. But I saw, like, um, uh, when I was watching The Mist, like, mm. the last couple minutes, like, I guess they were doing, like, a marathon. They started showing it. And, like, I saw the first couple minutes. I was like, oh, shit, I want to watch it. But yeah. the, the, I watched as much as I could, like, the three minutes or whatever, and yeah. then the recording cut oh, off. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, i got to order this now. That's funny. It was only eight bucks, so, yeah. I did like that thing, though, that, well, they seem to do it for a lot of these uh, remakes now, yeah. where they, like, do that, like, side-by-side, side, yeah. where they show the old... Sometimes it's part of the movie, sometimes it's the trailer, but... And then they show, like, scenes from the new one, and, like, they do match them side by side, and, like, they show how they're, like, scene for scene the same. Yeah. I kind of like that, because, again, like, I like, I prefer the old versions better, so when you see that the new versions are trying to be, like, yeah. the old one, it's kind of cool. <laughs> well, like, I still want to go see the new version, like, just because they made a rated R and stuff to see what it's like, but, like, it's... It's just, like, kind of what they do with all studio movies. Like, they come up with their pre-packaged version of Creepy. Yeah. Because, like, like, how Jelly was saying, and, like, I agree with it, too, is, like, the whole reason why he's actually a clown mm. is he's a child killer. He preys on his children, you know? Yeah. So, like, the whole reason he's a clown is, like, he can actually, like... Cause, because the whole thing is, like, kids can see it. Yeah. But adults can't see him. Yeah. So, like, the reason it's like he's... like that Buffy episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, the reason he's a clown is, like, to lure kids. Like, yeah. he's supposed to look friendly. And you see this motherfucker in the new one, he's like, like, Freddy Krueger clown. Like, the Buffy one. Yeah. <laughs> he is not friendly. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you know, like, whatever. And then, like, obviously, <clears throat> Tim Curry, you know, he played the original role and shit. I thought he kind of... I mean, from what I've seen of the promotional pictures and stuff, I thought the clown looked the same as the other one. I thought he, well, yeah. No, like, like Pennywise on the TV version, he just wears, like, a normal, like, cheap clown outfit. Mm. Like, like you know, I guess normal, but current day-ish. Yeah. Whereas the old one, the new one's supposed to be, like, more old-timey. Like, he has the big flowery trunks and big puffy arms. Oh, my God. He has big puffy-ass hair and shit. Like those French clowns or something. Yeah. <laughs> He's supposed to look like a turn-of-the-century clown. I'm just like, why wouldn't he? Because the director See, said... the just over-exaggerated. Yeah. Just like the director was like, oh, it's like the the regular clown look is too cheap looking. But I'm like, oh I'm like but he's supposed... He, like, when kids see him, he's supposed to, like, not stand out. He's supposed to look like a regular clown. Because, you know, not right now, if we had a kid and we wanted to have a party, you know, yeah. and rent a clown or whatever, <laughs> he's going to come showing up like a French clown. French 1900s <laughs> clown. <laughs> well, you know what's even dumber, too, is, like, you know, like, the like the real book that Stephen King wrote because of the time it came out is, like, because there's two ch- chunks of it, like, you know, that's, like, when they're kids yeah. and then when they're adults. So the original part takes place in the 1950s and then the modern day part takes place in the 80s yeah well the new movie because they want to be you know they want to be all like all ripping off stranger things on netflix and it's so cool so now the new movie like the the kids part takes place in the 80s 
and the uh, the modern day takes place now pretty much. Yeah. But I'm like, well, if it takes place in the 80s, then it really doesn't make sense that he's still looking like a 1900s <laughs> French clown. Yeah, like, really. So, like, isn't the TV movie, like, super long with the two parts? It's really not that long. Um, like, it's pretty much like how we watch Salem's a lot. Okay. Like, once you cut out all the... Because it was only a two-parter, I think. So, like, once yeah. you cut out all the... Uh, and they do it like a movie. It's not, like, parts. So, they, like... So, is it, like, the first part was two hours on TV, and then the second yeah. part was two hours? So, when you cut that down, it's really only, like, like hour three hours. No, it's, like, three hours, pretty much, I think. Or I maybe wonder, maybe a little under three hours. I wonder how long this new movie is going to be. Oh, who knows? <laughs> Because you know nobody ain't going to no. sit there for three hours and watch that. No, yeah. Well, no, that's the thing, though, is the new one, like, like, and this was kind of fucked if it's not a hit. Like, the new one, yeah. it, it only shows the parts for their kids. Oh, it's only part one. It's only part one, oh. so they're going to wait, and if it makes money, then they'll make part two. But, like, what if they, what if it doesn't make enough money and they never do part two? Like, that's fucking stupid. And then what if it does? What are they going to call part two? It part two? Yeah. <laughs> It's like... It, volume two. <laughs> James Gunn's It, volume two. It, he's back. Yeah. So, all right. Like, we did a pretty long show, and the whole point of this show is not to be long, <laughs> to be 45 minutes at the most. But, you know, these are the inaugural episodes, you know. We'll, you know, we're, we're just kind of like, we're getting out all a lot of stuff here. Eventually, as we start doing the show more regularly, I'll probably just be doing one or two topics, but... uh Everybody, thanks for listening. I want to thank my guest today. Thank you for coming on here. Thanks for having me on the infamous goat show. I know. everybody. We all know how controversial you can get it, with your is... statements and your remarks. I know. Well, this show is very controversial because everybody's like, what is it? What is it? It's like, oh, well, you didn't listen to it yet? It's like, oh, what is it? It's like, if you're asking me what it is when the first one's been out for a month, like, I know you haven't listened to it. So anyway, thanks a lot, everybody. Thank you to the inaugural lucky 25 <laughs> maybe we'll get more than 25 this time but uh, i expect it to be a slow build but it's good so all right everybody we'll catch you soon until the next episode enjoy the silence <laughs>